everyone doing today? I thought I'd come here today and start this conversation about our jobs at work. What's, uh, what's happening? What level of um, gratitude do we have for what we do for our job? What is it that uh, we're doing today? Do we, are we feeling okay with what we do with our job? Is everything okay in that aspect? Uh, let's put some music here just to make sure that we got some background and we'll talk about it. So I actually came up with this topic. I, I'm interested in knowing more about yourself. Uh, I'll tell you a little bit about myself. I, I'm about 47 years old. I've gone through a lot of uh, job experiences in my life. I startups, I've done probably eight or more of them. I, I mean, after right, I finished education. I started exporting fresh fruits to North America, and after that, I moved to North America, and in North America, I started getting into trades and started learning trades and started getting into business and creating business, and then I became more and more now. I was entrepreneur of a third of a first world country. So where now you have to deal with a different pace, different dynamic. So one of the first things I did was created a construction company and I had a, an amazing crew. That was after Hurricane Katrina, actually, that happened. Um, it wasn't probably the best experience. I gained some um, experience and I gained some knowledge about what to do and what probably not to, what not to do next time. <laughs> But that was um, that was that was pretty much like out like that was the uh, joy of um, starting something. It wasn't created at that time to succeed. It was created to give me some knowledge. I mean, like when you walk into Katrina just right after the hurricane. Everyone will see business money because it was a totally destroyed city. But when you start going into these energies of seeing a completely destroyed city, things start to look a little different. Like, like how could you possibly be happy uh, about not, how could you be happy about destruction, total destruction of a city that has been flooded by a, by a hurricane where you still could find pets in, on the street just flooded and dead pieces of furniture. It was it was terrible. It was a terrible experience. But it, it somehow you're so driven to do business that you don't really care. You just go for it. That was one of my first kind of ventures. And well, it didn't go very well. I actually had to flee the scene. I had to take a pickup truck, leave my clothes behind. Uh, drive all the way to um, Pensacola, Florida, from from uh, New Orleans. Uh, when I got to Pensacola, the uh, pickup truck, I, I didn't know what I was doing, so I, I gifted the pickup truck to someone in exchange for a Greyhound ticket. Um, with a Greyhound ticket, I was actually able to make it to Miami. In Miami, I, well, I contact one of my uh, relatives and kind of kindly assisted me to get my feet in the ground again and um, funny enough I got there and and I've learned some traits from before from my experiences is in Seattle Seattle Washington Seattle Washington had a, a lot of it was a lot of contribution and I'm, I'm very grateful for what happened there it was a brand new culture it was a totally different culture that I've been used to, it created some strength for me. It actually uh, assisted me to be someone more responsible, someone with way more uh, appreciation for work, for uh, having a day, for being healthy, for having the opportunity to eat breakfast, to be healthy. I mean, you gotta understand where I was coming from. One of my first jobs, I was surrounded by service. 
I had a driver, I had two assistants, I had also a um, hotel, living in a hotel with cooks and you name it, every, all kind of service. So my life was pretty damn good. It was, I had absolutely no problem uh, <laughs> by having a good life. So I start lacking of the certain things that um, could make your life important, meaningful. So one of the things is I've never had the need before to do my own laundry. So did I? Yes, I learned how to do it. So when I got to Seattle, Washington, it was the city that taught me um, how to how to navigate all these all these um, new trends, new uh, everything. Everything was new about Seattle, Washington. Everything like the, the pace was faster. People actually were amazing. They still look at you like, hey, you're a foreigner, you're strange over here, so however, welcome. Uh, what can I do for you? The kind of people so kind, so amazing. Um, so I start, I start diving into this um, amazing culture and start cultivating some friendships and start going through different kind of experiences. Working, I, I got three works. I used to work three jobs. I used to wake up early and I used to be working on a warehouse, just you know, emptying the containers. Then after that, I was delivering pizza and then after the pizza, I was working landscaping during the weekends. So it was like constantly work, 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 work. And I created a relationship with a landlord who owned a house and who needed some sort of lieutenant, someone that at home renting a room was able to collect the rent, was able to do a little bit of chores around the house just to keep an eye. And then we exchanged services. We, I was able to look, take um, care, a little bit of extra of the house, and in return, I'll get some perks from her. She'll just bring food, um, she'll uh, throw in into something like a TV or something, something different. So, so then you start with, at a certain point, to gain appreciation for what you're doing. Not everything is so hard. I understand that sometimes we got to start from scratch. We got to start from the beginning. And we, we go and go and go looking and looking and looking for something. And then we do not know exactly when are we going to uh, gain some harvest, obtain some fruits. We just got to keep going and going and going. And sometimes you wake up and you'll be chapped so much. You, yeah, you don't want to do it. You're like, what the fuck is going on? I have to wake up. I have to work three jobs today. I have to, it's a long day. I have to pay bills. And then what you're not realizing is like all the things you're gaining out of it. Anyway, it was a fantastic school. I worked like crazy. I worked three jobs and saved some money. And then after that, I flew to Boston. Boston, I met with my family. And we had around two months of an incredible time. It wasn't working anymore. It was about enjoying family. We, um, we had a great time. Boston is an amazing city. Uh, we did go um, from Boston. We went to Florida. Florida was an amazing um, uh, like couple of weeks. And then I went to New Orleans and I started that company, construction company. And then after that, I went to Florida. And in Florida, I ended up finding a little bit of a um, community, some Hispanic community. They welcomed me really well. I wasn't learning any English, though. It was not the community to kind of get skill in English. But still, um, I put my feet on the ground and start working um, my way up again. Um, got connected with a lady. Um, she totally tricked me. We were 
dating, we were living in Orlando, we were having a great time. And one day she approached me and said, hey, um, like, wouldn't you like to go to a little further north? And I'm like, yeah, actually sounds interesting. What you got on mine? So what she told me was that she wanted to, she was looking for Canada. And I'm, and I'm like, oh my God, you're tapping into my brain. I, like been, I've been thinking of Canada because I have a cousin that lives there. And she's been tagging me and saying, come, come to, come to, come here, come over here. So there's a, there's a great place to do settlement. And if you actually, one day you want to develop and work in an industry that's something similar that we went education for, it could be here. So I took up on it. So she, my ex kind of thing set up a meeting with a lawyer via Skype. Do you guys remember when there was a Skype? Actually, they didn't exist Zoom or WhatsApp or any other, other video conferencing system. It was a Skype. So I remember, I still remember that video conference with a lawyer uh, via Skype. So the guy came into the screen and, you know, talked to us. And he, I remember what he said was like, yeah, you guys can totally go there. That's absolutely okay. Um, what's going to happen is you guys going to have to uh, get married because uh, Canada doesn't recognize uh, common law. So ignorant was I that I didn't check that out, but it was for a reason. It was for a reason. I mean, like, what's right about that? I did not check that out, and I just went for it. And I went there and got married in Miami and then went there. And then we had a great welcoming, and I just moved up really quick. I just got connected with a financial institution. I connected really well. I started my, my career in, in financials there. And then we had some sort of a situation. And then things weren't really flowing in terms of immigration. And one day I got a call from the lawyer and said, hey, listen, uh, I need to talk to you about something. Um, you actually are going to have to do something about this. You, uh, the, your, your wife. We requested the fingerprints from both of you guys, but your wife did not come back clear. I mean, like, don't get me wrong, didn't come back dirty at all. It's just didn't come back. So when there's a delay, usually there's some like extra search or some sort of flaw there that between countries it probably could or may or may not be able to share. Like, I have no idea what was happening. So we actually got into some sort of um, argument uh, about it because I wanted to support it, but at the same time something was emerging from the other side, ended up that I was paying all the bills for her existing debt with her. She and her mom, did she, they, have, they had a plan how to just pay all the debt with a combined salaries from the two of us, which I would have been okay had someone kind of told me or warned me about it I would I would probably been okay with that, but I wasn't. I was just being fooled by that, and I did not like that, so I kind of cut it off. So we did not stay together. She left and got removed from the immigration process. She removed herself, uh, but but right before that, she put me in troubles with the law. And I remember that was one of the best parts of my career. I was already working, and I was already on my way up, my language skills and communication skills were like moving up in a very, very fast way. And I start getting this sense of that I needed to do, I needed to do something. I start feel, feeling this weird energy when there you go. So yeah, put me in troubles with the law. It delayed me. And it gave me more appreciation for what I was doing. My job wasn't the easiest one, but hey, I wasn't out there on the winter, on the outdoor weather, getting snow or piles of rain or cold wind. I was inside of a building with heat system, and the room temperature was just amazing, good filters. You could have a sweater inside, like so comfortable snowing and winter 
sometimes it's not the prettiest thing, but it's up to you. You can make it really cozy. It was new to me, so I actually did not know what I was going through. All I knew it was that I got freaking frozen from the moment I was leaving the building until I got inside my house. And all I wanted to do is just be inside the blankets and do not leave the house again. So to me, when I wasn't working Saturdays, Friday night was the happiest day <laughs> of my life. And especially, particularly the ones right after the day we got paid. Because, um, I mean, like you start functioning from a discipline that your priority is going to work. Your priority is stay engaged with work. Coming up to work every single day, getting into the mud every single day, uh, do your best. I was reading at the moment the four agreements. And thank you this morning to, uh, was it Brooke, Brooklyn? was someone that I spoke to this morning and she reminded me the four agreements. So number one is don't make any assumptions. Number two is always do your best. Uh, number three, it's about, um, I just, just put them down here because that the, the, the book is amazing. I read it so many times and those actually help me to move ahead, be impeccable with your word, and don't take anything personally. Those four agreements kind of navigate, help navigate all those moments we were, I was, I was just going through. They, they, they were not easy at all. New country, new culture, new weather, new currency, new banking system. Everything was, system, system, everything was automated. Everything was with swipe cards. Everything was faster, way faster. And the cost of living, like when you start looking at the more, the further north you go, the more expensive it gets. And you start getting into this system. There's a lot of wealth and abundance and it's all getting compensated. But you start navigating brand new oceans of things that you've never experienced. So that courage, because I, I couldn't call me any other way. Some people, you know, tend to judge themselves saying, such an idiot, how could you leave your tropical country? What are you doing there? I actually met with people there and we were talking and say, hey, where are you from? And we say, well, yeah, I was born in Colombia, kind of tropical. I say, what the heck you think you're doing here, buddy? I wouldn't have left if I was you. And I'm like, what, are you kidding me? I mean, like, I was really quick. Within, within months, I was able to pay my student loan. I was able to leave everything kind of clean up because when I left the country, it left it a little messy. I had to leave due to violence. The company I was working for uh, now became flagged. And not the company I was working for, but some corporations that they were handled by people that also were connected and blah, blah, blah. So I start, start being violent a little bit in, back in my country. So I have to leave. I've, um, I had no more options. But then I did it. I did it and it was, it was brave and it was challenging. I knew I was going up against the water, uh, but I did it. And it helped me gain a lot of appreciation for like, what is a job. I didn't actually have like a serious, serious, serious job before. I always had like, like the first job I had, I remember when I left education, it was like um, international uh, head of, a, of export, something like, I had no idea what I was doing. I know we sent a lot of containers and I had two assistants. They'll know, they'll knew, they, they were skilled doing the bill of landing and getting all the containers and the logistic and well, I did a little bit of, um, like I put it all together, like a chess player, I was able to just move it from point A to, to point B to point C and we did pretty well until we didn't. We created things that no other people uh, back home could have done it. So it, it, it was pretty amazing, pretty good, but I never have had like a, like a real job, like something that I needed to do with my hands, for example. 
the, those were some of the experiences that I had <coughs> now coming into like a real critical um, um, micromanaged job where you really have to uh, put up with yourself and you have to be all day kind of doing the best that you can, giving, giving the best of you. Otherwise, you feel over pressure. You feel that at any morning, on any moment, you're going to be kicked out. It's, 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 it's a pressure you put yourself on because actually it's, it's, it's up to you. you. You manage that pressure. And that uh, assisted me for some, to gain some appreciation for the work I was doing. So some others, I mean, we can call it just call center. Ah, uh, it's just a call center. All right, you loser. Uh, to me, I was the vice president of business inside the bank. I will wear suits. I didn't really like the tie, but I would wear suit and pant and nice shirts, kind of cutting the... Uh, Kind of mixing with the colors. I always have this passion for style. I love a good suit and a good jacket and a nice fitted pen and a nice fitted shirt. And my hair, the messier it is, the better it gets. And, well, get the picture. And I, I the only thing I didn't bring was a briefcase, which... I tried, I attempted, but we didn't really carry any documents or anything. So everything was digital and everything what couldn't leave the office and, you know, financial institutions, they have pretty hyper controls. So I started gaining more and more and more appreciation for uh, the job, for the work we're doing. And the more and more and more I start gaining experience, the less effort I needed to do, the smarter I start working, but the more appreciation I start to get. And then I start getting the, into the investing, and I start playing with stocks, and I start playing with other, like, ed financial education. Finan like, I became the superstar. Like, imagine this. I was in a group uh, with, like, nine other guys where they, were, they just left uh, college. Perfect language skills. Um, beautiful people, young people, very nice to people, nice to talk to, and I was up against that. I'm like, okay, well, let's see what happened. I performed them, all of them. Uh, within six months, I was being offered a different position, a higher, more elevated, because it was the will of I want to be better. I was given an opportunity where I was nearly close to death in New Orleans. I actually was in the middle of a lake on the box of the pickup truck with a crowbar, defending myself against my crew who wanted to steal the money. And I, my guardian angel probably helped, gave me a, gave me a, lee, a leeway and I was able to scare them and within seconds got inside the truck, turn it off, and flee the scene. Uh, but they all had knives, and they were, well, pretty drugged and high, and they just wanted to come after me and take the cash. So too bad didn't happen. Couldn't happen that day. But nearly to death, then seeing myself now, with a stable job and stable, steady income and many more opportunities. My, my bonuses, being new to the business, they started from like $1,600. They jumped to, at certain point, I get bonuses of 10 grand. And that was all about gratitude. It was, it was all about how grateful am I today for my job? And asking that question in the morning will kick me in the butt and say, go to the gym, go get some energy done. And I kind of adopted that discipline that getting energized in the morning before anything that we want to do, like regardless if you have your own business or, or we have a job to do or we have a trip or today is a special day to do something totally different, like spend time with one of your relatives or someone that you love or go and visit someone that is ill, or do whatever is it that your days ahead, 
like energizing yourself in the morning, energizing myself in the morning, it kind of gave me that boost, the jump, that I felt it was kind of amazing and required. I was suffering from um, PT, PT, post-traumatic disorder, something, stress disorder. Anyway, I went to jail because my ex, and then I spent one night in jail, and after jail, I couldn't see any other police officer. I would panic, I would freak out, and I lost trust in the institution. I did not believe it was possible for a police officer to come here and arrest you just because someone pointed you, and they don't need any proof. They send you to jail until you can prove yourself innocent. That's kind of like how it works. Like, anyway, that created a trauma, and I was seeing counselors, and they were trying to send, to give me some medication and some prescription. I'm like, oh, sorry, fuck you very much, but thank you. So I started the, the workout routine, and I was, I'm pretty intense. I'm so, I'm, I'm extremely intense guy. Once I get my head into something, I become like a machine and I start devouring until I get bored. Just, just, um, I want to clarify that. I get <laughs> bored really quick. If I'm not constantly evolving and evolving and moving up and changing and changing, I get pretty bored. When I was a kid, I always got this kind of BS from everyone saying, you never finish what you start. I remember my mom saying, you never finish what you start. Wouldn't you like to finish one project before you start the next one? And to me, that wasn't really comprehensive. I, I knew it, it was what they wanted from me, but it wasn't really what I could deliver. To me, I like if it wasn't a math problem and a math equation that it required me to go and look into books and challenge myself, I didn't want it. I was extremely different than the rest of the kids. I remember, well, I like, I gained number one in the province of the country where I, li where I used to live. I was number one in math, and I'd never use um, agenda or anything to uh, write down telephone numbers. Everything was memorized, and all the all the all the equations they, they were done in my head. And the math teacher had to actually ask me not to answer because it he felt it wasn't fair for the other students had to compete with me on that. But that was my thing. Other than that, I was terrible in Spanish. I was terrible in geography, history. Everything else, I had to cheat, or I had to be really nice to the teacher, or study and study and study until I got bored, and I kind of found my way to do something about it. But it wasn't, it, it wasn't really until I started I started working really like something that makes you valuable for work, something that makes you feel that at first it was this energy of impulse that, oh, frick, I got to work today, but wouldn't, what would it take for me to get energized in the morning? So I'll just work out, eat well, get some protein shakes or whatever was available. So your day actually it goes faster. You're a power machine. You are so energized. So the endorphins, kind of, it's like that's the uh, sort of physical explanation about all the workout in the morning and then what happens after that and why could be recommended to do it in the morning instead of any other time of the day. Uh, that's my only thing, endorphins. It's a spike of endorphins that allows you to appreciate more those little things that you may not any other day. We all have these days when we wake up and we're like, fuck this, no way, I'm gonna actually um, get things done today. I want, I'd rather to be sad today, to be unhappy, to be miserable. And we all have those days. There is no rule and there is no condition, there's, there's no scene, there's not right, there's no wrong. We just go through the same process, all of us. That actually, sometimes it works on a different way, I remember having the the capacity to take one day off. If if feeling your body extremely tired and your brain extremely tired allows you to give yourself some space to take a break, and that break actually recharges you, 
and get you come back. I used to come back. You know, I used to take a, day, a sick day because we had we had like ten sick days that we could take in a year. So some of time, I, some days I was like, oh freak, I'm set up. I doubled my goals. I'm like top of the universe. I like to have a beer today, so I'll go have a beer and say what I'm gonna do is tomorrow I'm gonna call in sick, and if it's uh, sunny, I'm gonna go to the beach. Or I'm gonna do something different. So I kind of plan my thing, and will utilize all that time. So I have like a long weekend. Friday, imagine get paid on Thursday, being on top of my goals. So missing one day wouldn't affect match my goals. And then taking Friday, Saturday, Sunday to do beach, exercise, maybe meeting some new people. I will come back so energized from those processes of taking a break that Monday, first time in the morning, I will come back earlier to my job, one or two hours, and I will build something online. I will build a tool or a HTTM web page that will allow me to have more tools available so that I could perform my job in a more efficient way. And I, were, like, I remember my supervisor asking me, what the heck are you doing? You don't have to be here for an hour. I'm like, oh, just you know, working on a small project. Can I help? I'm like, sure, let's take a look. So we'll build it together. And I, Frick, one of those is when I, I, we actually had to take some calls. And some of the things we were funneling the clients to give them um, total service, one-stop shop kind of thing was to, we engage with them, and whatever is it that we were not able to do over the phone, we'll set up an appointment for them over the phone, and we'll send them to the retail store. So I saw the need, and I created some templates. So according to so what you were looking for, like if you're looking for a mortgage, or a credit card, or a car loan, or just simply, I don't know, talk about investments or something, I created the templates. So instead of having the client waiting on the line, like, let me a moment while I just type this and set up your appointment, I thought it was a good idea just type it ahead of time, and I will create a PDF with hyperlinks, and they were online on my desktop. So when I had the call, I'll have to just go by the name quickly. I knew if it was investing or, or lending, something quick. Find it, copy, paste it. The appointment was done within 15 seconds, and people were like, and they'll receive a copy of the email, and they'll be like, wow, amazing, dude. Thank you so much. I misjudged you. You have a thick accent, and I didn't know you, this was going to be such a pleasurable moment. And Well, all these things start happening, and, it, and then there was a lot of gratitude about uh, my work. I do remember when I started investing, I asked, one of my, um, to my boss, what's up with investing? What, uh, tell me, I want to do it, what, uh, what's something I can do? So he just gave me a, like a quick speech and say, look, buddy, whatever is it that you save on register plans, you are gonna go through a hard time cashing it out. Like if you want a new pair of boots and it's super expensive, that money is not gonna be for that. But if you want flexibility, this don't do register. That was it. I put everything on register because I wanted to force myself to save, 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 save. And I wanted to buy a house. So I went to Toronto and started looking at some condos. And they were uh, front view, ocean view condos. And I still couldn't afford it. I didn't have enough of the down payment. And I was just, you know, starting up and I wanted more money. And, but I knew it was coming. I knew it was, it, it, it was coming. So I start working, 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 but then at the same time, I start investing, investing. So a portion of my check, it, it couldn't be more than 10%. But 10% was okay. 10% of my check will, will go straight into uh, stocks. I selected like the bank stock. So I created this kind of cycle, me and many other people that work with me. So you work really hard for the company the company gives you a bonus, and all that paycheck and everything goes into stocks. You invest into the same institution as stock, and then in a, in a perfect world, that cycle, actually, the stock goes up. 
because if everyone is doing the same and are working really hard and the satisfaction service and um, AJD Edwards kind of put you on top of like number one and people start getting this nice sense of service of the institution, the stock goes up along with many other strategies that from head office. But that was kind of like the cycle. I work really hard, I invest money here and the stock go up. So plus the company kind of as a is a is an incentive. Whatever you put on, they give you an extra thirty percent for every hundred stocks that you get or one stock, they give you thirty percent of that. So every hundred stocks that you buy from them, they'll get you thirty. It's a bonus kind of thing. So it, it start getting like like snowball thing. And I start getting into that and it was a motivation. Now the motivation I, I somehow duplicated. It jumped from like just being uh, a high level of endorphins in the morning to going to I'm not just having a fucking good day. I am building my future over here. Whatever is it that I'm doing right now, what can I do today that will create a better future for me tomorrow? I started working from that perspective and there was a lot of gratitude about that. Following to that, I remember one of the funny stories that I had with stocks was um, every time that I've been trying to analyze the stocks and go through charts and try to pretend what's the, what's the next behavior of it, I fuck it up big time. But when I worked from energetics, when I've received things like not thinking about it by perceiving, I've done fucking amazing. So let me tell you a story about Corning. I received this text message from my ex-father-in-law. Well, I remarried after the, um, after the first uh, lady that wasn't really uh, successful the thing and put me in troubles and all these things with her mom. I remarried, we separated and then I remarried. And then my ex-in-law, really nice guy, Polish guy, fantastic. He, um, he's a cool guy. He just said, hey, I found this amazing video on YouTube. And he sent it to me. And it was the video of Corning. Corning Incorporated is the company that produces the glass of the smartphones. The Gorilla Glass is called. And that's how we can swipe and touch screen the tablets and some of the laptops and some of the, uh, most of the smartphones. They develop that glass. So... They were at the end of the development of these Gorilla Glass. And that was, I, I, I noticed all this. This is a quick research. I look at the video, and the video of Corning Incorporated is it, the buildings of the future, which are, if you see Toronto downtown, it's like mostly, most of it, but it's, it's very similar. Everything is built with glass, but their proposition is that in the near future, there won't be any granite or all the countertops and walls inside are going to be glass, smart glass. So if you have a countertop made of glass, it will have the capability to be a stove just with pressing a button. If your walls are glass, they will have the capability to project a massive, huge TV screen on it and there were no need for curtains or blinds because the glass on the, on the wall will have the capability to go darker or change colors according of your needs. And everything around the new the house of the future will work on smart glass. So I thought it was a pretty cool idea and pretty good product that actually was earlier. That was like in 2000, it was like 2013, something like that. And I thought, it's too early for this. It's amazing. Love it. And then I start doing the research about the uh, stock. I say, I don't, I don't really need to know anything, but let's pull it up. So I Google it. And they, they have been trading at 100 bucks usually. That's how they start trading at the beginning. But because they spent a lot of money on research trying to develop this glass, the stock was down at a 10 bucks. And then they released... Um, the news that they were done and they just acquired a contract with Apple and these it was about to be released and it was very soon the stage of selling 
and start marketing the product to other vendors. So I, it, that was enough for me. It was enough. I just put all my register funds there, dump it in, and say, you know what? Good luck with this. Fantastic. This I feel really great. I don't feel nothing heavy or weird. So there you go. Got in. And off we go with our new marriage and get it together. Anyway, we conceive our daughter. Her name is Luna. She was born on April of 2014 in a beautiful full moon stage. And, well, right when she was ready to be born, her mom started kind of harassing me, like in a good way. What's up? Are we buying a house anytime soon? Yes or no? And, I mean, like, we were living in a city where everything is so freaking expensive that I, I've been pretty organized and I've been having my saving systems. But it wasn't enough. I did not. I feel I didn't have enough for my daughter to be born. I feel I also didn't have enough just to buy the property. There's like a lot of gaps that so so much judgment that you get that I'm not ready. I like to be ready. What will it take to be ready? Well, all these judgments. I start um, thinking and, and looking around and going for new. Um, ways to buy the property and we started actually talking to real estate agents but we we did not go and see any property so we went and and looked properties and then it came to me and we look at a property and my daughter's mom looked at it walked in and say this is it we're buying this one this is my new home and i'm like okay you're the lady of the house let's make it happen you worry about that let me worry about uh, the finances, and I, I almost, I almost bit my my uh, elbow. I'm like, what the heck am, have I done right now? But always been that way. I jump, and then on the air. I sometimes I consider myself like someone that jump, and right on the air when I'm falling, I'm like, okay, how do I build an airplane again? What can I do right now? But it always work out. I mean, like it always work out. You're you you trust yourself you're the source if you're not able to look after yourself so who's gonna do it so i did it i jump and i say okay verbally because we didn't sign anything yet say okay we'll buy it we'll go we'll go for it say okay awesome you just need just to work out the details the purchase and sale agreement we're gonna work with the down payment and the financing and i'm like good it sounds like really easy let me go let me go home and hit my head 35 times and find out how I'm gonna do this. So I went back home. So I start, first thing I did is I pulled up my um, bank account and my, all my banking. I started looking into the accounts and I was going to utilize uh, my daughter's savings and everything I set up so for the future, I saw myself cashing that out. So, and all of a sudden when I, the, Banking and investing accounts were not linked on the same screen. You actually had to call and do a bridge or do a new login. So I somehow I got assistance and I look into my investing account and it was a brokerage account. And I had to actually call back to them and say, I think there's a mistake over here. I mean, not that I don't want it, but this is not the money I invested. I mean, like I invested way less money. Well, the freaking stock had uh, gone up like 600 times. So every so there was a contract happening with Corning, and and they they uh, like exceed the expectations, and and something happened with Samsung getting the middle, and there was like a battle of between comp. Anyway, the benefit was from Corning. Corning stock went up to the roof, and I just. Couldn't believe, but I cashed out my money. I had all of a sudden enough, and it was in registered funds, so I was able to borrow from it to provide the down payment of the property. And I just repay, instead of doing monthly taxes, you, you put it as a repayment of an existing loan of, from your register account. And I start working on that strategy, so I cashed them out. I couldn't believe, that's my experience with Corning. I had no idea, no re deeper research. I had absolutely no idea if it was going to work out or no. 
All I knew it was awareness. It was all I knew that it was about it was right about that time. So we ended up finally we ended up buying a property, and we moved in. And uh, you know the joy of a kid, the joy of having a daughter or a son or like it's or adopting or like like you name it, like just having a new family member. I wouldn't have enough words to describe what it is for those that aren't parents yet. It's it's, it's not it's not that it has to be a must, but if you experience what that is in on this life, uh, got them. You can go in peace. It becomes like you you're you don't care much about yourself. That everything now is dumped into this new being coming to the universe. Now your strength actually doubles, triples. You can commit a serious crime just because you kid. Your your head flips. You start doing or think about think about different. You can do a, a mom or a dad or someone that is very close to a kid could steal food for a kid. So Everything starts changing. The priorities start shifting and moving. So all of a sudden, gratitude for work or for your job just move up a few steps. And there is this continued building up of more and more. And then the escalation of whatever it is that you do and you're doing these days, start going up and up and up, especially if you include someone else into this world. But back to this topic, I I was actually landing this into guys we are today we define today our future. The the what we're doing today defines our tomorrow. We don't know exactly what I'm gonna do, what's gonna create tomorrow, but there will be change. And we have no way to control that result. But there are energies that are generative. And one of these energies are gratitude. When you work from that energy of gratitude, you cannot go wrong. That's something that's universal law. You may think you fuck it up because the result is different of what you were expecting for. But you did not do it um, on a way that failed. It's something behind it. What's right about it that I haven't seen it yet, that I'm not aware yet. So working from these uh, pure universal energies like gratitude, and there there are many others, awareness, uh, prosperity. Anyone here, like, I'm, I'm, I'm betting some of you are investors, some of you like cryptocurrencies, tokens. Some of you probably only have heard of Bitcoin, and that's the only thing in, in, in the universe right now. But there's, there's a lot beyond that that are linked to energetics. So when, when we start looking at things from energetic perspective, so I have, like, for example, we, we can open up with a few questions here. How, have you done your quote today of gratitude, have you helped someone to cross the street, someone that probably wasn't able to? Have you given someone a smile? A smile could be the biggest currency we carry and it and it's so generative. Depends who we smile to. I sometimes get in a very, very pickle moment if I smile to another beautiful woman and if I'm with my wife, oh fuck, I'm done. It's going to be a terrible moment. But it's, it's, it's not about picking up on the sexism of it or the gender or this or that. It's whatever is required, whatever, whatever is natural for you to do in terms of giving back to the world at certain moment, that's where the question comes from. What have you done today in terms of gratitude? Have you, for those of you that have a partner, have any of you today just approach your partner and say, I'm so grateful for you? And then your partner is going to come and say, what? Are you drunk? What the heck? 
what's going on with you? Why are you saying this? Oh, you're just going to go out. And they go like on and on and on. You're like, hey, hey, stop. Just a moment. I'm just super grateful for you. Um, I know you're not used to this, and I know we always go into different conversations, but I just want to say today I'm grateful for you. But why? Give me an explanation. And start going back to the bi-dimensional <laughs> reality, which is like there's something right or something wrong, right? There's no other avenues. Guys, we are entering a stage of multi-dimensional reality where there are a lot of energetic forces that we know from home or from the past, from basics, that are coming into place very strong. Relationships, gratitude, love, which which could be, it has different words, care, um, well, everything around that energy. Um, did I say gratitude? Of course I did. Uh, kindness, um, tolerance, everything that we don't have to put the hand on our pocket to buy it, that is actually coming from our, from inside, are way more generative than any other contribution to the world. Give you an example. What would you say generates more value for you and your relationship with your daughter? For those who, has a, who have a daughter or a kid or a partner or some um, close relative or other significant. If you buy a gift with money and bring it home or if you open up to yourself, become vulnerable and just express yourself with things, you can say things that you haven't said before. What are, what, what are the What's the difference in between the two of them? Which one we can call a temporary high? Because we get high with that, just so you guys know. There's different ways to get high. Some people use drugs. Some people use other alternatives. I use all these energies. I use consciousness. I get addicted to these. I like to hear from this from people I like to hear from people close to me and I like to give it back and I also like to give it even more and I don't care if I don't receive it it's so much the pleasure I get with this that I became addicted uh, but the temporary the temporary highness is when you with money that's that's a that's a, a currency that is about to expire just so you guys kind of aware of the future so money is that currency that it can, it can get you out of the way within minutes. You either go online and buy something with your credit card and buy a gift, or if you don't want to wait until it gets delivered, you send to that person a gift card, electronic gift card from Andres to you. Oh my God, I love him so much. Thank you very much. He sent me a hundred bucks gift card from a Starbucks. He's a generous guy. Oh my God, yeah. It lasts one day, if, 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 at most. Now, what will generate that? That temporary high, or what if I were for the next two or three days, just come back, come back and whisper to your ear, I'm super grateful for you. I like you. I adore you. I am so grateful for you. I care about you. I am there for you. I am here for you. I can listen to you. That, instead of being temporary high, it becomes more like a permanent. I invite you at this moment to feel energetically. Don't even think. We don't need to think. We're going to work from a different perspective. We're going to perceive. We're going to feel that inside our gut. What would generate more for you? And whichever it is, that's what you want to go with. You don't have to do the permanent just because you may think it's the right thing. There is no right or wrong. But what generates more? 
a temporary high just spending some money and give an object, some sort of item, anything, or showing gratitude? Which one would you feel is more powerful, more durable, and more sustainable? Two seconds for this question, and whatever is it that you came up with, whichever answer, you're more than welcome to practice it many times as you can. It's an unlimited source of potency. Gratitude, you can do it all day long. You can outspend gratitude and the universe will support you. There is no possible way you run out of gratitude. You may get tired, you may get disappointed, frustrated, you may go through different energetics, but gratitude cannot run out. It's energies, and energies don't run out, they transform. So whatever it is that you go out there and you throw out, it will circle back. At some point, it'll circulate back to you. Metaphysics is a great intro kind of study of energies that easily, as even with standard education, structured education, formal education, linear linearity, uh, you name it. For even if we don't have any education, metaphysics is a great way to open up to the emerging energies today after post-pandemic. Now, consciousness is an elevated discipline of energetic. I am an access bars facilitator. An access bars is a discipline, is a body process from access consciousness. Access consciousness focus all the studies on uh, consciousness. That's like the word access, the consciousness. And everything is more like driven into body and energetic tools. It's like you're the body, but you also are the being. So gratitude is one of these beautiful energies. We, we, we have our pocket full of it. We can actually spend the rest of the day tomorrow. I don't know if you guys want to go out later tonight, it's Friday. It's probably beautiful out there. Some cities have a beautiful places to just just go for a walk or enjoy a night out, whatever, or stay home however you feel it. But any moment is good to express gratitude. And if you're working at this moment, and if you feel your job is not taking you anywhere, there are not only two avenues. There is not just like right or wrong. Guys, there is unlimited possibilities. And one of the good strategies to find out what avenues we have in front of us is asking questions. What else? can I do that will allow me to be myself? How can I reach the things that I always wanted? And you don't need an answer. Do not, you may want to be aware of what the universe put in front of you. That's something more energetic. Guys, I, I could keep talking here and talking and talking and talking. I, I really got to get back and, and find out a couple of things. Like one of the things I would like to find out is um, uh, how could I just take off this blur out of my image, out of my picture? How could I um, do some, some other things with the app? I, uh, I joined this yesterday. I do want to say I'm so grateful for all of you coming here stopping by, just taking a quick look, listening to the whole conversation, listening to just a little bit of the conversation, not listening at all, just for being here, just for getting into the mud, getting dirty, coming here to the arena of the podcast, the new Wisdom app. This is an awesome app. And people who actually work for this app, they should be very grateful for what you guys have created. So I do want to thank you all of you for coming today. I want to wish you a fucking amazing 
evening, day, wherever you are in the world. Have an amazing weekend. Enjoy whatever is that, whomever is it that you have besides you. Your partner, spouse, kids, mama, daddy, grandma, grandpa, whatever, whomever, friends. If you're alone, go and hug a plant. Go hug your pet. Go hug a fish. If you're super alone and there's no one, go and find someone on the street that you want to give a virtual hug or a real hug. Let's practice this gratitude, guys. That will actually will change the entire universe. Mm-hmm.